catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Welcome to this special episode of my side of tech, Tony's tech side on Africa Technology Radio, Africa Tech Radio as we call it. This episode is special because everyone you know, feels a certain way when it's Christmas and we're just at about that time, it's Christmas in 2023 but then if you're if you're thoughtful or if you're someone who usually thinks about you know things the first thing that comes to your mind is like why are we even celebrating like why do we need to celebrate christmas why are we celebrating christmas like when did they start celebrating christmas how did christmas come about how should we celebrate christmas should we even still celebrate christmas like after how many years <laughs> should we still be celebrating christmas and for me, looking at the things that are happening, the things that have happened in the recent past, the kind of hardship in the world, the number of persons, you know, we've lost to different things um, from war to famine to drought. Some parts of Africa have been experiencing drought and famine for years now. Political crisis, you know, it, it, economically things are getting a little bit uh, tighter. You know, it just had me thinking. And I, I won't be the only person talking about this today because I, I don't think I have like so much expertise to, you know, to shed some light on it. I'm just someone who's thinking and you know, asking questions. I have with me here on this episode, we had him before, you know, it was uh, Gloria and I. And it was just about this time too, I think, either Christmas or Easter. And I have Reverend Father Charles Mardukwe from the Catholic Diocese of Ikulobia. He's a Catholic priest from the Catholic Diocese of Ekulobia. Ekulobia is a diocese in Anambra State in Nigeria on the continent of Africa. Hi, Father. Good day. How are you doing today, Father? Yeah, Tony, I'm fine. Thank you for having me in this, your wonderful radio station. Beautiful. It's good to have you again. It's always good to speak to you. Like, uh, just for those who would be listening to this who maybe don't know the history. I had my first degree, bachelor's in Namdiasikwe University, Waka, Anambra State. And Father Charles was at that time a chaplain in the university. Did I get that description correct? Yeah. Yes, assistant chaplain to be precise. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, but you know, the, yeah, we we had like a group of you know lay readers in school, and you are like you are our chaplain yeah, in school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Lot of lectures. Yes, yes. So it's good that okay we have that at the way now. So Father, um, well, how do we how do we start now? Where did Christmas come from? Yeah, you know, Christmas um, initially from the. You know, immediately after the death of Jesus, there was nothing like celebration of Christmas. But I think that's you know, before the Christianity became an official religion. That is uh, in the year 313. That time, because before Christianity became an official religion, Christians were hiding because they were most of them were afraid of the you know those who were persecuting Christians. Uh, you know, yeah. So led by Emperor Constantine. So before that time, around that 313, there was nothing like that. For instance, Origin, St. Irenaeus, Tertullian, and many other Christian writers did not include Christmas or its date in their list of feasts and celebrations. Oh, wow. But after the, yeah, but there was a time the when Emperor Constantine went to war and uh, he, he went to war with crucifix, the cross of Christ, and then won that war. Oh, my God. And he said, 
now Christianity becomes the official religion of the whole Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So, and it became the official religion of the world. So the Christians were no longer hiding under the underground again, became official religion. And from that time, you know, they, they started uh, celebrating, you know, Christmas and, and, and things like that. So Roman pagans that time, we are used to gather at that time, we are used to gather at the hill where the current Vatican is presently located to commemorate the birth of the unconquered son. That's what they called it. Mm-hmm. So this pagan feast was celebrated throughout the, the empire, either on December 25, according to the you know Julian calendar, or on January 6, according to the Egyptian calendar, although not proven with certainty. Some historians credit Constantine who declared Sunday as a day of rest in the empire with replacing the pagan festival with that of Christmas. So interestingly, since that time, Jesus, you know, 200, you know, the year 200, Jesus was honored with the title of son of justice. So all these things, you know, elements converge to the former celebration of Christmas on December 25. For instance, Christmas was celebrated in Rome by Pope Liberius 352 in the year 352. On December 25, the year 379, St. Gregory of Nazianzus also preached a Christmas sermon in Constantinople within this period. In the Cathedral of Milan, St. Ambrose also. So these things, that's when these things crystallize into the celebration up to what we have today. So let me not bug you with the mm-hmm. number of days and, and people and all of that. But that, that's what we, you know, since that time up to this moment, you know, people, Christmas came to be celebrated. And what are we celebrating about Christmas? We are celebrating the mystery. Why is it called a mystery? That Jesus himself, God of all people, you know, became human being. Christianity is the only religion that shares this belief. Other people do not believe that. Even Muslims do not share that. Even if when they celebrate with us, they're just doing that in solidarity, but they do not believe that it's against Islam and the other religion. That God became man to save us. And why did God become man? We could see that God himself, God could have saved us from far away in heaven where he is. Mm-hmm. But he said, he said he has to come. He, like the way in the whole of the book of Exodus, we hear the story of the people of Israel. They had the temple, God in the temple, God in the temple in Jerusalem. But whenever they were taken into captivity uh, in Babylon or in other places, they always carried the Ark of the Covenant with them. So wherever they, you know, when they, when they were walking in the desert, they would construct a house and then con- construct a tent where they settle to rest or to eat or whatever. And then the Ark of the Covenant, God was always with them at that place. So he left, he did, God we worship is not a God who stays at his comfort zone. He likes to move with his people and journey with them wherever they are going. So he decides to take that risk to leave his, uh, you know, some Paul says that although he was God, he did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped. He emptied himself and taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of human beings. So he, he took that risk and left his comfort zone. He wants to identify with his people, to walk with them in that journey, to be with them, to be a person, you know, he was a man like us in all things except sin. So he, he went through everything. He suffered. He wanted to identify everything we, we are doing. So he says, let me come and do it with them. Let me become one of them. And then from this way, we can offer salvation to humanity. Yeah, we wanted to be part of it. Yeah. Uh, so 
you've you've given us an idea of how we started celebrating Christmas as Christians and generally, you know, people who do it in solidarity or people who just mark um, the celebration and what it's really about. God coming down to liberate and redeem man. Yeah? Yeah. How should Christmas be celebrated? This is a, a question that comes up every year since I think I've been born, you know, and people come up with, you know, different ideas and ideals um, in some, some in practice, some just in theory and not in practice. But how really should Christmas be celebrated? This is a very, thank you for this wonderful question. It, 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 you know, the best way for me, um, you know, people, there is no one single way to celebrate Christmas. But I think every good celebration of Christmas must, you know, pay attention to the meaning of Christmas. Very, very important. You know, and that meaning is that it is a time we celebrate that our Savior decided to come and be, you know, be identified with us in our human nature. So he came and uh, identified with us. And um, instead of staying far away, unconcerned, unperturbed, he said, no, I want to be part of them. So every celebration of Christmas must identify, uh, you know, undergo different challenges. Either we buy food for people or, you know, help people, clothe people, those who are naked and, and so many things. You mentioned something, you know, at the beginning about the situation in the country. Yeah, so it's an, it's an opportunity. When you look your left or your right, you don't need to look farther to find somebody who is struggling under this current economic climate in, in the country. So what we need to do is just to look at those people and see how we can identify with them and to assist the much we can and to put a smile on somebody's face. And that's what Jesus Christ did to be part of what people are going you know, suppose saying that we have a we have a, a high priest who has undergone suffering and then because he has undergone suffering jesus christ he now knows how to help his brothers and sisters who are suffering so he's not somebody who stands aloof but he is a god who accompanies his people and journeys with them so that's what we need to do at this period to help our brothers and sisters if i'm if i'm blessed to have something two shoes i have to take one and give to my brother or my sister so that's what uh, the best way to celebrate Christmas. And that's what it means to celebrate Christmas and making Christ the reason for the season. So many people, you know, the consumerism that normally go this period, people are, you know, is thinking it's about going to shopping and all of that and taking care of themselves and everything. So many people do not pay attention to those who are less privileged, you know, around them. So it's an opportunity to pay attention to people like this. And that's very, very, very important. And secondly, one thing about the meaning of Christmas where I, that touches me so much about the so many stories about Christmas is that, you know, the story that he was born on the manger. The manger is the plate where the, you know, the animal feed on that plate where they put the food of the animal. So, and the creator and savior of the world was born on the manger. So on a, on a plate where the animals feed on, and what does it tell you? He is telling us that I am making myself good, eat me. He wants to change the narrative that it is not about eating. So many people today want to, they are looking for people to eat. They go to markets where they are selling clothes, where they are working. They are looking for somebody to do. They want to eat you. Everybody wants to eat someone. 
So look at the savior of our world. He says, it's not about my self-interest. It's not about me. Eat me. Let me, I make myself food. Eat me. So that's why he laid, he laid on the, the manger. So telling them, eat me. So that's one big significance about Christmas. Especially in our world today, we are people, a lot of people are fighting for their own self-interest. And they are looking for anything that gives them opportunity to, you know, to do somebody. They do that. So Christmas offers us the opportunity to celebrate it better by looking for somebody, making ourselves food, and then allowing ourselves to share ourselves just like Christ shared himself. Mm. Thank you very much for the encouraging words. Now, Vala, how about those who, because you've spoken about, you know, if you have, you know, two, you know, give one, you know, to someone else. If you have, you should the given. Now, there are some people who this year have experienced a lot, you know, psychologically, economically, financially, mentally, physically, those who are going through pain and distress. And, and no matter how, you know, we want to, see, you know, see it, the angle, the perspective, uh, this Christmas won't exactly be Christmasing for them. Is it still worth it, you know, for them to celebrate Christmas despite the troubles, the pain, the distress that they currently face? The current uh, condition people are facing at this moment is, uh, you know, makes Christmas all the more important and imperative. Why do I say that? If somebody who is sleeping under the bridge is having his radio and listening to me right now, the person will get a sense that whatever he or she is passing through, God is joining with him. She see why Christmas is more important now. Yeah. So that people who are going through, you know, rough patches in life, you know, who are at the lowest ebb, and those who are struggling, who have different challenges, we know that they are not alone. So that's why the Bible says that God is a compassionate savior. So compassion is a, you know, comes from the Latin word compassio. You know, two, two words there. Com means with and then impassio means suffer to suffer so compassio means to suffer with so whatever that god is a compassionate savior who has come at this time means that whatever people are going through god is suffering with us in every situation we find ourselves so that's why christmas the message of christmas should be you know emboldened at this period so that people can get that liberating message that God, whatever they are going through, and God is going going through um, that with us. So, and then to also preach to men and women of goodwill that this period we must remember our loved one, because with all these challenges now, uh, and the government seems not to be doing much to alleviate the, 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 the what people are going through. Yeah, it, 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 the, the 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 church comes with this message to to um, create that consciousness to let people know why they should help other pe- others so that and if people begin to hear this message and help other people and then that means we are decreasing you know the number of people who are hungry and who are you know that will be impacted with this message we increase massively so that's why i think that christmas at this period is all the more important uh, and to those who uh, feel that this is a period to, you know, make it all like a make or break period, you know, what would your your thoughts be to them? That's the, what we are saying that, you know, this period is not uh, so many people like the consumerism, 
you know that has a you know is you know be clouded the mind of so many people like grabbing 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 so it's an opportunity for us in the spirit of christmas what jesus did you know like god himself had all the power god had all the power you know he created wealth he created all the hospital he could have chosen to be born in the royal court in the house of Pilate, but he didn't do that he was rather born in the house of poor blessed virgin mary and joseph he could have chosen to be born in the best hospital but he was born in the manger you know by that very incarnation message jesus god made a mess of privilege you know he had the privilege he had all the power but he, he made himself powerless yeah? so that's uh, what this christmas this period is all about you know for us to use this moment it's not about the time of grabbing or holding on to what we have it's a time of giving out and that's what jesus did emptied himself yeah so we have to do that kenotic exercise that's what we call it kenosis self-emptying that's what the period is all about it's not a period because we have been the, the world has sold us a lie that if you want to be a happy person that you need to grab more that's a lie so but joy the word joy look at that word joy joy means you know joy but it can also mean jesus others and you you see the other you see the other jesus others and you so jesus first others and then you whenever we we, we always consider people always in whatever thing we are doing at this period if you are grabbing and grabbing and you know you remember other people remember other people so at the moment you you you, you rearrange it it's no longer jesus others and you it <laughs> it becomes another thing else it's no longer joy and that's why people are depressed today a lot of people are depressed in our society there are so many sad people even those who have money so they, they are sad because they, there is this obsession this narcissistic tendency everywhere people are so they also concentrating so much energy in themselves and that's why people are sad and frustrated but let me tell you the biggest message i want you to hear from me today is that if you want to be a happy person it's not about gathering it's not about taking pills as some psychologists suggest to their depressed patients if you want to be a happy person in this world try to dissipate the energy you know the energy we are concentrating in ourselves try to shift it to other people engage yourself in community service find look start looking for people that's the what i call the paradox of you know happiness and joy is that the more you the more you make other people happy the more you become happy but the more you you chase to make yourself happy the less happy you become so that's my mm. message yeah that's a very strong one i would say not a lot of people would agree to um to that message but of course we would need to try it out and to everyone who doesn't agree come on like there's no harm in trying and giving us a feedback but thank you that's a very very strong message i must say if you want to be happy try to focus more you know dissipate the energy make others happy look out for other people and finally is what we're preaching you know this behavior the attitude of christmas the the good attitude of you know, of christmas is it supposed to be a year-long attitude a lifelong attitude or should it just be something that we bring to the fore during this period christmas is not even about christianity it's uh it's it's it's, it's what i call the 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 teaching about christmas is a is a teaching about life and existence 
Yeah, that's why I talked about I shifted it and uh, you know delineated the point that if you want to be happy, you know, learn to you know, yeah, make other people happy. You know, look for it. It's going to make you happy. So. What I'm trying to say, this is not just about Christianity. It's not about Christian gospel, not just about Christian gospel. It's about principle of life and existence. Yeah, that's what, you know, Jesus did. You know, whenever we, you know, we develop this kind of spirit, and that's what we need to do in our society today, where inequality is, the gap is becoming all the more yearning. Yeah, so people are, globalization has made it in such a way that people, a lot of people, there is now prosperity that have come with liberal economy. You know, people are getting richer and some people are getting poorer and the gap is becoming wider and wider. So it's an opportunity where we can say, yeah, instead of accumulating, the more whatever we accumulate and we get, we have to also share, share to other people because that's what it means. You know, when you get the flow of the grace of God in you, you have to let that flow continue in life. I remember when I was I'm preparing for my <laughs> my final exam, my my bachelor's in theology. So I I, I fell sick and uh, I went. I was taken to the, to the hospital. They checked me and said nothing was found. <laughs> and I was take, I was taken back again. And then I I was not feeling all right. I came. I told them take me back to the hospital. And when I read, the doctor told me, "Are you sure you're not suffering from exam fever?" I told him, "No, I'm not suffering from any exam fever." <laughs> At least I I have trust in myself. And <laughs> <laughs> the doctor checked and checked and then discovered that um, I my blood was excess. You know, oh, wow! That was the first time I realized that too much of blood mm. could be a problem or can be a problem. So, and then immediately I donated two pints of blood. I regained myself. See that? So the the more I you know I discovered that. So that taught me a lot. That you know that donating blood. Because when so much energy is being channeled in me, you know, like you channeled in oneself, concentrating so much energy on myself, and then not having a channel where we can push it out, we become, you know, redundant. We become sad. We become depressed and terrible. So that's why it is important to make it a principle of life. It's about the flow, the divine flow, which comes from God, has to continue flowing. That's, it has to continue flowing. It was the love of God that made God to come down. Yeah, that's what John 3.16 said that, yeah, God so much loved the world that he gave his only son to, yeah. So it was that love, that divine flow has to continue. If it comes in and does not flow out, we become terrible human beings. Mm-hmm. Wow, very strong message. Now let's share some Christmas memories. When you yeah. think of Christmas, one very wonderful memory you remember or you attached to the celebration of Christmas would be? <laughs> Are you sure you want to hear that? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Now now that you asked, I actually want, I really want to. Okay, like whenever, whenever I think about Christmas and it's still the same thing that is pushing me, you know, making me so attracted to Christmas is the, you know, it's, it offers us, uh, it offer, it has offered me opportunity to meet with families. You know, what I mean with, what I mean by family is uh, not just my own nuclear family, but extended family. Oh. And cousins, uncles, they come, everybody come. Like this Christmas, we are, so many people are coming back and I'm going to travel back. It's 15 minutes away from my parish here. So I'm going to be always going to Villa to spend time with family. So, so that's uh, that's the thing, and uh, it offers me that opportunity to go. We meet again and we sit together, 
we bond, we share sorrows, we share joys, and then we, in that moment, we, you know, we keep building that community, that love, and uh, sharing. And so, so that's one thing, you know, that is, uh, you know, so interesting about Christmas. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, for me. While you were studying in the U.S., right? The U.S. Yes. While yeah, you were studying yeah. in the U.S., did yeah. you? Did you did you ever miss any Christmas? Like you know, did you come back home? Did you spend any Christmas outside Nigeria? I always wanted to. I always wanted. Yeah, that was what I, I I came back last year, last Christmas from the US. But the year before it, I was in the US. So the way we celebrate Christmas here in Nigeria is not um, exactly the same. I think it has to do with uh, the climatic condition in, oh. in the US. Just like in Europe, it's always a period of winter. Uh-huh. So the uh, Christmas is mainly indoors. Oh, it's, in fact, it's indoors. It's uh, indoors. We are family, families, especially n- just nuclear family, uh-huh. especially they gather together in inside the house and you know celebrate. Yeah, but here in Nigeria, it's majorly both indoors and then majorly out. You know, where people go out to watch masquerade and they meet people and visit places because it's the condition here is very um you know clement here in in africa in nigeria but the most important thing they have in common both us and here is about it's about that time where people move people move from ohio from florida and from indiana and they come to meet their mother and father in michigan everyone one of them they stay here so you see that awesome. coming together to celebrate uh, communion and family and joy together it's not so that's one thing about christmas it's not something you, you celebrate alone mm-hmm. yeah so that community dimension of the celebration is very very important and once you are celebrating it with people that's when the joy comes out but when you only think about yourself you know you're always uh, thinking about what you're going to get and all of that only about yourself it comes a terrible christmas and that's not christmas thank you very much so joy it's it's practically the most joyful time of the year and now we understand that okay one one more thing about and you know when we talk about joy just like um two days ago on sunday we talked it was what we called in the catholic church gaudata sunday gaudata rejoicing sunday yes yeah rejoicing sunday Uh so why i was asking my parishioners is it right to rejoice and be joyful at this period Hmm. and uh, and the joy we are talking about is the joy of the lord just like nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 said the joy of the lord is my strength so the joy we are talking about is the joy of the Lord, not um, my joy or the worldly joy. It's the joy of the Lord, the joy that God gives. is a gift from God. God gives at this period. So that those who are going through hell, we still find reason to smile. You know that joy and pain can go together. That's one mystery about the divine joy. I remember when I was in the US, a woman, they, they called me to go and see a woman who was there ill in the hospital. And she was uh, going through, she was suffering from um, blood cancer. Wow. So when I came in and the woman said, oh, far Padre, oh, you're here. Oh, my God, this young, young fine man, how are you? you you've come to see me. I hope you are looking, I hope you're okay. That was the woman that was, you know, going through stuff, or that was interested, first of all, in me. and was smiling and was asking, how are you doing? That was somebody I came to find out how she's doing. Mm is now first of all asking me how i am doing and was you know smiling and was filled with this joy 
So when I asked the family after the prayer and the conversation I had with the woman, I was asking and they told me that's what he's, he's been doing. And the, the woman told me one thing that, you know, stuck with me up to today, that what that what she's passing through, that God is with her. And uh, she that's what is making her to find peace and joy, the joy the Lord has given to him, you know, to her. So sometimes the word teaches us that joy and sadness are two opposing emotional states, but that's not true. But this woman has shown us that uh, they can go together. That's why even some people who believe it is an opposing emotional state, when people feel depressed, they go into taking drugs to make the pain go away. You know, all those things they take. But this woman, the story of this woman and the message on Sunday, last two, two days ago, you know, show that joy and pain can go together. That even in the midst of all the things our politicians have subjected us to, we can still find a reason to rejoice in the Lord. Very powerful one. Thank you very much. Thank you very... I've, I've, I've personally picked a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. I've picked myself up to... <laughs> While this conversation has lasted, thank you very much. And to everyone who is listening, everyone who will listen to this, I hope that you are able to get some strength from this conversation and you're able to also, you know, pass that on to every other person you meet during this period and beyond. Because it's not just about this period alone, but this period is about our life, like a lifetime. It's about the year. Um, and it's much more long-lasting than you can imagine. Thank you very much yeah. to Reverend Father Charles of the Catholic Diocese of Ekulobia in Anambra State in Nigeria. Thank you for sharing these thoughts with me. Always, always, always. I look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you so soon. much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Thank Father. You. Okay. Thank you. Merry Christmas in advance and um, prosperous and grace-filled New Year to everyone beautiful thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com